Another lacklustre performance against Hearts midweek and it looked as if we were going to keep our unbeaten run against Rangers on Saturday. But it wasn't to be as the Dons' winless run now extends to 10 games. We still await our first league win in 2022. But with such a tight league, it's not time to hit the panic button quite yet. We hear from Jim Goodwin following both games. Aberdeen women have had their high with a 5-1 win against Motherwell the Sunday before last, but a nightmare 10-1 loss against Edinburgh City midweek. More than that coming up in their match against Celtic on Sunday. And the latest Scottish football news and supporters news on the AFC Donscast on Tuesday the 8th of March. And welcome to this week's AFC Dons cast. It's Graham here with your Dons news update. A dominant heart saw the Dons suffer a 2-0 loss in Edinburgh on Wednesday night. John Souter and Stephen Kingsley scored either side of half-time. And when your luck is against you, your luck is against you. An Aberdeen penalty award and the Lewis Ferguson spot kick was saved. That seemed to sack the life out of our second half and extended our winless run against Hearts at Tynecastle to eight games. Hey Jim, can you sum up your assessment of the performance tonight? Um, difficult to be honest. I mean, I don't have too many arguments with the end result, to be honest with you. Um, don't think there's any point in me trying to dress it up and trying to put a gloss on it. It just simply wasn't good enough. It's as simple as that. And, um, you know, I thought hearts were, were better than us in every department tonight. And it uh, pains me to say it, but you know, I said that to the players after the game. And, um, you know, I think it's important that we're honest out here in front of the supporters as well there's no point trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes um, Hearts were better from the first minute to the last and deservedly took all three points Does that uh, does that just suggest not necessarily to yourself but maybe to supporters that this isn't an easy fix the club is where they are for a reason? Uh, listen I, I knew uh, I knew we had a job in our hands when we came in here you know at the end of the day um, you know the previous manager's lost his job because results haven't been good enough but you know, we all need to step up. You know, we all need to take responsibility. You know, the, the blame just can't rest on one individual's shoulders. You know, it's about the team. It's about the backroom team. It's about the players. It's always a collective effort. You know, it's not about trying to um, shark away from blame or trying to pass the buck on to anybody else. You know, I stand here and take as much responsibility for that tonight as the players who are out there on the park. You know, we're all in this together, but... You know, we have to do the basics better. It's as simple as that. You know, I thought Hearts all over the park showed a bit more aggression, uh, got a bit more pace in their team, looked as if they had a bit more energy as well, and that's something that we're going to have to address going forward. I know if managers hate one thing, it's conceding goals from set plays. How much is a, of a frustration was that? It is a frustration, yeah. I mean, the, the first goal comes from the second phase of a, of a set play. We, we dealt with the first one, uh, the first ball into the box, relatively well and then Suter just kind of peeled off into the penalty area and was unopposed no pressure on the shot impossible for Joe Lewis to do anything uh, with the ball coming through at such pace from through so many bodies um, 
The second one is disappointing because, albeit it's a great delivery, but um, we need to go and attack the ball better and go and meet it. And um, you know, it's a good header from Kingsley, but I think we need to go and be a bit more aggressive and a bit more determined to get first contact on that one. So when it goes to two 0 obviously it's difficult. But um, you know, I have to take it back a wee bit as well into the first half, and we had a a good goal chalked off at nil nil. You know, I'm not you know trying to look for excuses. Um, I think if we had taken something from the game tonight, it would have been daylight robbery, but. At the same time, that's a big call from the referee. And he gave it for a foul on Declan Gallagher. It wasn't, I thought initially it was an offside, but it wasn't. It was given for a foul. And there was absolutely no foul in the build-up to the goal. So the goal should have stood, um, which is disappointing. Because if we go 1-0 in front, then obviously it has a completely different reflection on the game. Um, the supporters here might get a little bit edgy and the Hearts players might get a little bit nervous. So I thought they got away with one there. Um, but with that said... You know, thereafter, Hearts were, were the better team. When you look at the table, you do drop down this evening, but it's so tight, there are opportunities there. Have you set yourself early targets, initial targets? No, I'm not going to put a points target on it, to be honest. Um, you know, the target is just to try and win as many games as possible. You know, in the three games, we've had two draws and a defeat now, and that's not good enough. So, you know, the, the fixtures don't get any easier. You know, you look at the next couple that are coming, they're extremely difficult games, but... You know, it's only this group of players and my group of staff that can do something about it. There's no point shying away from what lies ahead. You know, this club is one of the biggest clubs in the country, um, well-backed financially, and we have to take responsibility for where the club is at the moment. And, um, you know, we need to do something about it. We need to stick together. Uh, we need to stand up and be counted, and we need to try and turn this around as quickly as possible. Sure, thanks for your time. The games don't get any easier and we had another away trip on Saturday, this time against Rangers at Ibrox. Rangers have been a happier hunting ground for the Dons this season with a 2 all draw at Ibrox in October and a one all draw at Pataudry in January. And we nearly fought out a goalless draw only for substitute Kmar Roof to score in the 83rd minute that keeps us in 10th place in the Premiership. We're only four points off the top six with just three games remaining before the split. Hibs at home, Dundee away and Ross County at home which have to be mass wins to avoid any sort of relegation fight. Jim, utter deflation with the way that panned out. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're always disappointed to lose any game of football, regardless of the opposition. But uh, today, you know, I, I'm not going to stand here and, and try and say that we deserve to win the game because I didn't think we did. But I, I thought the overall performance has merited a point. Um, I thought the, the structure of the team, the, the organisation, the way that they defended, they put the bodies on the line at times. Um, you know, I think it speaks volumes of the players, the fact that Rangers in 90 minutes have only had two attempts on target. And um, one of them being the goal, obviously, uh, which is the major talking point, in my opinion. We, um, Tavernier, I think, was put in the first cross. And you know, Calvin Ramsey, in my opinion, is, is blatantly fouled at the back post where Calvin Bassey pushes him off the pitch. I thought it was a simple decision, a pretty straightforward one for the referee to give. I don't think anybody here would have argued too much about it, but he um, he managed to let the game go and then we concede the goal from the second phase and it's extremely disappointing. We should defend the second phase better uh, because I thought we defended you know, the majority of balls in the box brilliantly today. Uh, Declan Gallagher and Bates were getting their head on the majority of things, set plays. We know that Rangers carry a real threat with corners especially. We managed to get the first contact on 
pretty much every ball that came in the box. But um, yeah, the manner in that goal is, is really, really disappointing. And I think um, you know if we came away from here with a nil-nil and, and a clean sheet, I think that would have gave everybody a real lift to, to concede so late on in the manner that we did is is extremely disappointing. There was little attacking threat, but in terms of all-round performance, was it night and day from Tynecastle? Yeah, I mean, I thought today's performance in terms of the the commitment and the effort was similar to the Dundee United game last weekend. Um, you know, we know we have to do better on the ball in terms of at the top end of the pitch, in terms of the final third. But, you know, the players weren't willing to just turn over cheap possession like we did on Wednesday. I thought we were quite brave on the ball at times. I thought we we did try to play in the middle of the pitch. We did try to get good service up to the strikers and um, we just struggled at times to get beyond Rangers' backline. Um which was disappointing, but we know they're a good side. You know they're up there challenging for the league. Um, you know for all of those reasons. So we knew it wasn't going to be easy. But you know Wednesday's performance was nowhere near acceptable. The players agreed with that and understood where the uh, the frustration was coming from on Wednesday because they put so much into Saturday. You know I don't know where that one came from. Today was us back to where we need to be in terms of that commitment and that aggressive press. You know we didn't come here. To sit off Rangers and um, you know sit park the bus on our own 18-yard line. I think anybody that was here will see that we went after them right from the first minute. You know we locked on high up the pitch. We tried to force them into to cheap turnovers, which we did in the opening 45 minutes. I just felt with the last kind of 15-20 minutes of the game, we started to tire a wee bit. Uh, we started to sit a little bit deeper, and um, and that's what was inviting the bit of pressure in the latter stages of the game. I think. The players definitely were tiring after the effort that they put in and the subs were made. Can that sometimes disrupt a team's cohesion and organisation when there are changes made? Listen, I think we need to make changes. This is the third game in seven or eight days. Um, you know, number of players haven't trained a great deal either. Ross McCrory came back in today. Uh, he's been out for you know a couple of weeks and hasn't um, hasn't trained a great deal in that period. So, you know, we got probably every last drop out of Ross and then we had to make that change you know Johnny the same I thought he gave us everything um, but you know I mean look the, the, the subs are there for a reason the fresh legs they know what's being asked of them before we go on um, so there shouldn't be any excuse for any you know lack of organisation when we make those changes um, I don't think the goal came from that to be honest I just think you know we should have had a foul initially and then we should defend the cross thereafter better Ross McCrory's been playing in midfield since you came in which is different to where he's been playing for most of the season at centre-half definitely see him as a centre-mid going forward his best position for me is in the middle of the park you know he's got great drive great determination and great energy and I want a team full of energy you know that's something that I've always been strong on even during my days at Alloa right into St Mirren um, you know in the modern day game you need athletes you need guys that can get around the pitch um, and Ross is, you know, he typifies that. You know, he, he he died a death after about 65, 70 minutes, which is hence why we made the change that we did. But I know he can fill in at right back. I know he can fill in at centre back. I know he's played a lot there this season. But in my opinion, um, you know, we need to build a team around Ross McCrory in the middle of the pitch. I thought the two centre backs were good again today. I think they deserve credit. You know, uh, they um, they done well against Dundee United on last Saturday, and I thought, you know, they were they were okay against Hearts. They weren't really at a great deal of fault for any of the goals and I thought today again they looked uh, they, they looked good together so I think we've got to give credit to, to the boys at the back for the way that they defended Joe Lewis has had nothing to do apart from picking the ball out of his net um, but we've got three huge games coming up now we can't we can't do anything about what's happened today or what's happened previously 
we've got to just hit the reset button now next week and give everything we've got in these upcoming fixtures to make sure that we give ourselves the best possible chance of um, getting maximum points, which will hopefully be enough to get us into that top six. Has this gap then in fixtures come at a good time for you to try and implement some stuff over the next fortnight? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, we could have, um, you know, the, 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 we could have dominated this midweek game this week. You know, um, due to the injuries and the COVID situation and everything, guys not training enough, we could have done without that trip to Tynecastle. I would have preferred that to be next weekend, ideally. But um, yeah, three games in a week is always tough. But this next free week, if you like, gives us a real opportunity to spend time with the boys on the grass and and. Um, keep reiterating the message to them and trying to get our points across to them and they've been they've been brilliant for the two weeks that I've been in they've been great take that Hearts game out of it in terms of what they've given us on the training pitch um, we can't ask for any more so as I say hopefully we'll be um, equally as prepared as what we were today but we'll carry more of a threat in the next fixture coming up One final question Scott Brown wasn't involved today what's the issue there? Yeah Scott you know, played his first game for a wee while at Tynecastle on Wednesday night um, as you would imagine he's a little bit fatigued and tired legs after it today we knew you know, what the game was going to be all about we needed that energy in the middle of the park and we just felt that if we had risked Scott today then we could have ran the risk of, of him breaking down again uh, we can't take any risks with any of the players right now so we thought that was a sensible decision okay, Cheers Jim all right, thanks. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV subscribe now for full match day coverage replays highlights and all the goals exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk the best of the action only on Red TV whilst the Dons were in the capital on Wednesday night the Aberdeen women were in Glasgow to face Glasgow City at Peter Hills Park Emma Hunter and Gavin Beath were forced into changing the side that beat Motherwell 5-1 the weekend before last. Ailey Shore was unable to recover from the injuries she picked in that game. She was replaced by Donna Patterson, who returned to the starting lineup after missing out last time through suspension. Aberdeen got off to the perfect start with a goal inside four minutes, a brilliant Lauren Campbell ball forward along the right wing curled into the path of Ogilvy. The forward then shot high beyond Lee Alexander and into the net via the back post. But that was the only positive of the game for the Dons. Glasgow City scored five first-half goals and added a further five in the second half, a 10-1 loss and one to forget. And on Sunday, Celtic were the visitors to the Belmodel Stadium for their late afternoon kickoff. And unfortunately, Celtic took all three points in a dominant performance that saw them run out 3-0 winners. Second half goals from Jacinta and Tegan Bowie sealed a win after Charlie Wellings had given the League Cup winners an early first half lead. The story starts with him, me and him. He was delightful. You want a drink? I told him no. Well, why not? Excuse me. Because I know what will happen. You can do something special. Real rights, real choices. 100,000 people refused pity and fought for rights! Yeah! Whatever it took, we were going to win. Ruth Madley and Arthur Hughes star and Barbara Met Allen coming soon to BBC One and watch first on BBC iPlayer. 
Celtic had a 2-0 home win over St Mirren on Wednesday night while Rangers defeated St Johnston 1-0 at McDermott Park. Livingston came from behind to beat Dundee United 2-1 at the Tony Macaroni Arena. Ross County moved to within two points of the top six with a 1-0 win at Motherwell while bottom club Dundee drew 0-0 with Hibs at the Kilmark Stadium. In League 2 on Wednesday night, Edinburgh City drew 1-0 with Stenhouse Muir at Ainsley Park and Arnon Athletic dismissed Albion Rovers 4-1 at the Rygert Stadium. On Saturday, Ross County are into the top six thanks to a 1-0 defeat of St Mirren in Dingwall. Third place Hearts drew 2 all at Dundee United and Hibs are up to fourth despite being held 0-0 by St Johnston at Easter Road. Madewell drew 1-0 with bottom club Dundee at Fir Park. Bardic Thistle beat Inverness Caledonian Thistle 1-0 at Fir Hill on Friday night in the Championship. Our both remain a point clear after beating Dunfermline Athletic 1-0 at Gayfield on Saturday. The Pars are now bottom following a 3-0 home win for Queen of the South against Morton. Second place Kilmarnock overcame Hamilton Aki's 2-0 at Rugby Park and Air United thumped Wraith Rovers 4-0 at Starks Park. Cove Rangers saw Peterhead 5-2 at Balmodel Stadium to stay five points clear in League One, whilst closest challengers Erdionians won 2-0 at Allo Athletic. Queen's Park were 3-0 winners away to Dumbarton, while Montrose drew 0-0 with bottom club East Fife at Lynx Park. It was 1-0 between Clyde and Falkirk at Broadwood. Kelty Hearts are now 11 points clear in League Two following a 1-0 win at bottom club Cowdenbeath. And an athletic ease past Stranraer 4-1 at Galabank and Edinburgh City defeated Albion Rovers 1-0 in Coatbridge. Stenhouse Muir won 1-0 at Stirling Albion, while it was 0-0 between Forfar Athletic and Elgin City at Station Park. And finally, Celtic restored their three-point lead at the top of the Premiership with a 3-1 win over Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Arena on Sunday afternoon. I don't normally do these kind of speeches, but this feels like a big moment. I know it's not easy being banished from MI5 to my department, but that's on you. Only screw-ups get sent to Slough House, and I've got to be honest, working with you has been the lowest point in a disappointing career. Right. What are you looking for? The remnants of a once promising career. Slough House is like prison. You're not supposed to ask what you're in for. I actually want to be useful. I could not be more bored if I tried. You probably know how many people have made it back from Slough House to upstairs here at Regent's Park. Bringing you up the speeds like trying to explain Norway to a dog. None. Come check this out. Hostage. She's being held here. There is something finally happening. What has it got to do with you? Whatever's going on will be handled by the real agents. I get it, we're just slow horses. I've got one lead, I have to follow them. You're gonna help me? Oh no, I'm not. Like it or not, Slough House is part of this now. What do you think you're playing at? I didn't mean to kill him. Of course you didn't. If you meant to kill him, he'd still be alive. Put lives in danger. This is off the books. I am directing personnel, yours or anybody else's. She's covering her tracks. But it's the covering of the tracks that always gets you in the end. You really care about them, don't you? No, I think they're a bunch of absolute losers. But they're my losers. 
based on the critically acclaimed novel Slow Horses, with Gary Oldman and Christian Scott Thomas. It'll be streaming on Apple TV Plus from the 1st of April. Okay, let's catch up with the week's news then. And a bid to remove the Dons new stadium from plans to redevelop the Aberdeen beachfront have been defeated and gives Aberdeen City Council the all-clear to start work on the new development. Lib Dem councillor Ian Yule has previously argued that there shouldn't be any public money put towards a new home for the Dons. And at last Monday's meeting, he called for the local authority to remove the new stadium from the list of projects attached to the £100 million beach master plan. In the end, 42 councillors voted to keep the Dons stadium in the plans, while just two others sided with the Lib Dem councillor. Aberdeen women will play their first game under the lights at Pataudry when they will host Rangers in a rearranged SWPL1 match on Wednesday, March the 23rd, the original game having been postponed from January. It's the first time Aberdeen women will have played at Pataudry since becoming part of the club in 2018. And in just a few weeks' time, Scotland were scheduled to play Ukraine in our World Cup qualifier at Hamden on the 24th of March. Ukraine have requested that FIFA postpone the fixture following the invasion of the country by Russia late last month. With the prospect of the game likely being rescheduled for June, the ongoing conflict in Ukraine will decide what happens to the fixture with Scotland. There are no guarantees the crisis will have improved enough for a game to take place even in June. A game critical for both countries in normal times has now faded into insignificance. It's been a horrific week for the people of Ukraine. We've watched on our screens the airstrikes, shelling and bombardment take their toll on men, women and children. The conflict is having devastating consequences. Hundreds of thousands of people are estimated to have left the country in recent days and numbers continue to rise rapidly. People are queuing at borders, hungry, exhausted, often separated from loved ones. Many bring only what they can carry and are ill-equipped to face freezing temperatures. Others, still in Ukraine, have had to leave home to take shelter from the bombardment, living under curfew with little chance to buy food or get cash. Many homes are now destroyed or unsafe to live in. Essential services, schools and hospitals have been affected. It's estimated that if this situation continues, more than 7 million Ukrainians could be displaced. It's easy to feel powerless in the face of so much catastrophic human need, but you can help. The DEC, Disasters Emergency Committee, represents 15 of the UK's leading aid charities. Many are already working within Ukraine or neighbouring countries, preparing to scale up their operations. They can help provide food and water, warm clothes and blankets for many families in need, as well as vital medicine and medical equipment for those who are sick or have been injured. £10 could provide someone with a month's worth of essential hygiene supplies like soap, washing powder and medical masks. £20 could provide them with a month's worth of emergency food. And £50 could provide enough blankets for four families. You can give now online at dec.org.uk or you can call 0370 60 900. That's 0370 60 900. Standard geographic charges from landlines and mobiles will apply. Or you can send a text. To donate £10, text the word HELP to 70150. Texts cost £10 plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to the DEC Ukraine Humanitarian Appeal. You must be 16 or over and have the bill payer's permission. For full terms and conditions and more information, go to dec.org.uk. Or you can write a cheque and make it payable to DEC 
Ukraine Humanitarian Appeal and post it to P.O. Box 999, London EC3A3AA. Thank you. We have a week's break in the league for Scottish Cup weekend this weekend. So our next match will be at home to Hibs on Saturday the 19th of March at 3pm. Tickets for the match are on sale now. If you can't make it to the game, you'll be able to watch it live online via Red TV as part of your virtual season ticket on pay-per-view and on Red TV International. Coverage starts at 2.30pm. After that match, there are only a further two matches before the league split. We're away to Dundee on Saturday the 2nd of April and at home to Ross County on Saturday the 9th of April. Both matches kick off at 3pm. Prior to that, in the SPFL, there's a fixture between Dundee and St Mirren tomorrow night at 7.45pm. Then in the Scottish Cup this weekend, on Saturday, it's a 7.45pm kickoff between Hearts and St Mirren. That'll be shown live on the BBC Scotland channel. On Sunday, there are two matches, Motherwell versus Hibs at 12.30pm, and that will be shown live on BBC One Scotland. And Dundee versus Rangers at 4pm, which will be on Premier Sports. Then on Monday the 14th of March, it's Dundee United versus Celtic at 7.45pm. Premier Sports will also be showing that game as well. The AFC Dons Castle will be taking a week off, so I'll be back on Tuesday the 22nd of March. If you're looking for the latest Dons news between now and then, head on over to our socials where you can find us at Inverness Reds or on the web at invernessreds.co.uk. Fingers crossed we'll return to winning ways in the run-up to the league split. Till next time, stand free. Latest Don's News. This is the AFC Don's Cast.